And a good afternoon, everybody. I hope you are doing well. We got the Kings and the Suns tonight. The NFL Wild Card Weekend is in the books. We take your phone calls. Happy to have you here. And uh, Ryan and Sacktown will be having the pregame show coming up for you. Keegan Murray is still questionable for the game tonight. So uh, you know the routine. You can come up on the show and you can talk about whatever you would like. Uh, my podcast today in uh, a different kind of direction. Talking about some of the best NBA public address announcers that I've experienced over my 32 years of uh, being an NBA announcer. It's a, a two-part series. Uh, the first episode dropped today, and then the second one will be on Friday. All right, who wants to get me started today? Who wants to be my leadoff person? And uh, we can talk about uh, the Kings wrapping up their, uh, you know, this schedule. Uh, that the Kings are currently in is one of the most bizarre schedules I've ever seen. So the Kings come home after tonight. They have two home games. Then they leave on their longest road trip of the year. Then they come home and play two games. And then they play, and the, and the, the, the last home game is Denver, right? Then they have, like, another three-game road trip. I mean, that's ridiculous. It's unbelievable to me, this schedule. I mean, it is what it is, but good Lord. Crazy schedule for Sacramento. All right, I want to get to the Philadelphia Eagles for a minute. I started watching the NFL in person in 1962. That's right. Three years old, I was at Yankee Stadium. And I've watched a lot of different eras of football. I've seen a lot of different things, okay? I don't know if I've ever seen a team go from being so good to like awful like the Philadelphia Eagles this year, unless you lost your starting quarterback. So I make that exception. I've seen it happen before when you're, you know, your, your stud quarterback goes down and you don't have a backup. I've seen that before, but I have never seen a Philadelphia Eagles team. I've never seen anything like this in all my years of watching football. Now think about this. Okay. Think about the Philadelphia Eagles when they got to 10 wins. They were they in San Francisco, it was a foregone conclusion that they would be playing in the NFC Championship game in this year, right? And then what happened? They got steamrolled, right? They got beat badly. And San Francisco started taking control of the NFC and the Philadelphia Eagles, ever since Nick Sirianni walked off the field in Kansas City, okay, and opened up his mouth, the Philadelphia Eagles basically wouldn't have been able to beat a junior college team. That's how bad the Eagles were. When you lose to the New York Giants in a game that you have to win at the end of the season, and you're down, the game's over at halftime, then you know you got a problem. They got humiliated against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, boy, if you're the Detroit Lions, you can't have this set up any better than you have right now. This is going to be – you could have a Detroit uh, – because I think San Francisco will beat Green Bay. How about that? Detroit, San Francisco, possibly 60 minutes away from going to the Super Bowl, assuming that the Niners win. All right, let's get to uh, Al. Al, you'll start us off. How are you today, sir? 
Good morning. I mean, good afternoon, Nate. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm looking forward to listening to your podcast on great NBA PA announcers. I mean, I brought to memory, she wasn't in the NBA, but the Giants hired the first female public address announcer in uh, Major League Baseball history. Her name was Sherry Davis, and they hired her in 1993. I and I went back, that. and I do, and I was like, I'm thinking, oh, come on. I, mean, I hate that. I don't want to sound like that, but, you know, the public address announcer for me, you got to, you know, Giants had, he had a deep voice, and, you know, it just kind of like has to kind of resonate to me. But now she did a great job for seven years. In fact, not only, I, I had to look this up. She's got a, a an exhibit uh, at in the Cooperstown, showing her picture in the booth with her uh, first scorecard, and uh, her first game. Uh, they had a. She said she ran into some, uh, you know, biased people initially, but the fans and the players ended up really supporting her. So I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to your podcast and your memories of some of the great ones. It was an interesting time, though. I mean, the Giants, they, they, she, she was a trendsetter, you know, the first woman PA announcer. So that was pretty cool. Yep. Yep. She, she worked, for, she yep. did a job for seven years from 93 to about 2000. But yeah, I'm with you on, on Philadelphia. I, I don't know. Uh, it just, I mean, it's one thing, you know, you get trucked, it got trucked by San Francisco. I guess you can trace their downfall to that, but I think it was even, I don't know, maybe they just, I don't think they're really as good as they were last year. That's my opinion. I mean, I just think there's something missing. They lost both coordinators. You know, that could take a team a little bit of time to adjust, in my opinion, you know, but uh, I, I, I'm not sad to see Philly and Dallas out, to, talk, to be honest with you. I mean, let's see some new, new teams in there. Good, good, good luck to Detroit, man. I hope they can uh, keep it going. You know, like you said, the uh, you know, they ended up with the number three because of the weird penalty against in the Dallas game, but Dallas loses. Now they've got another home game. So you don't wait another 32 years to get your next one. You know, go go get it now. And then it's just one yeah. and done. And who knows if they get the, you're going to go to the Niner game, they'll be eight, nine point underdogs, in my opinion. But anything possible, as you know, one and done in the NFL, man, a bad call, an injury, uh, you know, uh, a turnover, you know, you know, they could do it. Well, you know what? Uh, you gotta, you gotta get through this game first. You never know. It's the, it's football. So you never know what kind of injuries yeah. you may have that could change the yep. entire complexion. So, you know, you don't really look that far ahead in the playoffs because one injury can really change the game around. Yeah. And Don Devante Smith was the only, only one that seemed interested in playing uh, in the game, yeah. man. Everybody else was like, well, just sleepwalking and, and and get credit to uh, Baker Mayfield. He kept slinging it and boy, Philly. T- talk about this. Have you ever seen a worse tackling exhibition of, of NFL tackling in a game in your life? I mean, that was just they were horrible. They couldn't tackle a shadow. It was awful. Again, Philadelphia. Philadelphia to me looked like they knew they were going to lose the game. They were not into it. Uh, yeah. You can see there's a lot of issues going on with that team. A lot of issues. Yeah. It sounds that way. I've read something with them internal bickering going on, but, yep. you know, who knows? What do you think is going to happen in Dallas? You think Jerry's going to hold on? Jerry's kind of always had his legendary kind of patience when it comes to their coaches. Well, you think he's going to. I don't think Mike McCarthy is going to uh, keep his job, but I don't think Mike McCarthy's the problem. 
necessarily. And I've talked about this oh. for years and years. You're not winning with Dak Prescott as your quarterback. Yeah. He is the most oh. overpaid. Well, I shouldn't say he's the most overpaid quarterback anymore. That would be Daniel <laughs> Jones. But he is he is he is as overpaid. Well, I'll put it this way. He's as overrated as any quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. And I've said this now for what four years, five years. Oh, yeah. You're never winning with Dak Prescott as your quarterback. Yeah, you, you've been you've been on that, you know, you know, all along, man. You've said, hey, that he's not your guy, you know. But uh, and then all these ex-Cowboys, their whole their whole fan base and their media, they're all like they different. They, yep. You know what, man? It's like it's like. D Day, Pearl Harbor for them. I mean, I don't want to throw in a terrible trip, but it's just been, they're all like, yep. what the heck? They just got, it was an epic beatdown. But thanks for taking my call. I'm going to go check the PA broadcast. I just remembered uh, that, that the woman for the Giants, and I thought, thought I'd uh, give you a call on that. But have a good night, man. Go Kings. All right. Take care. All right. If you want to get on the show, raise your hand and uh, we will put you uh, right on, you know, as of what, about 15, 20 minutes ago, uh, the update on Keegan Murray is he was still questionable uh, for the game. This is a um, well, I, I don't want to be repetitive with the way the West is bunched up. All these games are, are big. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, you have a, uh, a the Western car. And by the way, you can say goodbye to the Golden State Warriors. You lose to Memphis. Without Morant, without Smart, without Bain, I mean the Warriors. The, you know the Warriors to me are like the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, they, 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 that's exactly what they're like. I mean, good lord, how do you lose to Memphis without those three players? Unbelievable to me, seriously. So uh, the Warriors, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I really don't. I, don't, I think they're going to miss the entire thing, including the play-in. I think Draymond Green has screwed that team up so much that they're not going to be able to recover. Be very interesting to see what the Warriors do at the trade deadline. Very interesting to see what they do at the trade deadline. That is going to be going to be very interesting to see whether a Clay Thompson or, you know, they said the only one that's untouchable apparently, you know, is Curry. But that's going to be that's going to be something coming up here uh, in a couple of weeks. All right, you know, we've talked a lot about the Kings. You know, Mike Brown was fined. Uh, I'm sure you probably heard this $50,000 by the NBA for his criticism of the officials. So that uh, came down today, a $50,000 fine. All right, let's get to uh, John. John, what's going on today? Oh, you know, waiting for Kings basketball, Grant. Thank you for uh, talking a little bit about Draymond before the Cowboys for me. There you go, buddy. And, you know, that it is what it is, man. This is why we play the game. It sucks for me. But, um, man, it's not like I'm it's not like I'm hopping off the NFL band, NFL wagon. You know, I'm still watching every freaking game. And I'm rooting for Detroit as much as, you know, I've really liked them and their style of play. You know, they're uh, the way Dan Campbell sometimes is constantly going for two. It would bother the shit out of me on my team. But I would rather have him as my coach than the coach that I have now is my coach also. And yep. as for my quarterback, uh -huh. you know, you and I have talked about this for years. He's so streaky. He's nothing that you can depend on. And it's been proven again this offseason. Off you know, he can have, you know, some nice games. He's had some decent postseason games, but he can't string two of them together in a row. 
Hey, folks, I want to talk to you about Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. I've got to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. That is until I found Z-Biotics. Z-Biotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Zbiotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. Just remember to make Zbiotics your first drink of the night. Drink responsibly, and you'll feel your best tomorrow. And again, I was a bit on the fence about Zbiotics initially, but then I was at a birthday party. Uh, my buddy and his wife had rented out a restaurant, and I had a couple of drinks, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot tonight. And you know what, folks? Believe me, it is the real deal. Vacations, weddings, birthdays, reunions. Hey, there's so much going on, right? Get the most out of your spring plans by stocking up on pre-alcohol now. Go to zbiotics.com slash grant to get 15% off your first order when you use grant at checkout. Zbiotics is back with 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember, go to zbiotics.com slash grant. Use the code grant at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. You know what I mean? Hey, Zach Wilson had a good game this year. I don't care about quarterbacks that have good games. I care about quarterbacks that have good games in January. I don't care what you do during the regular season, assuming you can get your team into the playoffs. You, you make or break your name and your legacy based on what you do in the postseason, not the regular season. Hey, look, just like we've been talking about, say, Josh Allen, he had some terrible games earlier in the season and stuff. But yep. right now, he's happens to be playing really well. And, you know, bubble may burst, but it might not. This is, you know, this is – and he looks great. When Josh is on it's, it – Well, I, I, don't think, I, I don't think Josh Allen is the right comparison. I think Lamar Jackson is a better comparison. Um, and, and the reason for that is, you know, Josh Allen – has played well in the playoffs before, you know, that infamous game two years ago in the playoffs against Kansas city, where, you know, the kickoff basically cost the bills, you know, a chance for a super bowl. But I think Lamar Jackson is a better example because Lamar's won MVP. He's been the MVP of the league before they've been a top seed. And he also has failed miserably in the playoffs. That's why I think, uh, and I disagreed a little bit with this, with Sean Salisbury, he thought Dak Prescott, had the most quote unquote pressure on him this year in the postseason. I disagree. I think it's Lamar Jackson because the Baltimore Ravens could not have anything better this year than what they have. They have a, a Kansas City team that is not nearly as good as it's been. I think most people would agree with that. They have a bye week. They're the number one seed. They are really good on defense. They're really good on offense. There's no excuses for Lamar Jackson not to take this team to the Super Bowl this year. You know, you're right about that, Grant. You are right about that. And as for guys with pressure, hey, those two guys and maybe the quarterback that's, you know, my guy who's no longer in it, obviously there was pressure there, but you're probably, you're probably right about that. Um, you know, the problem, you know, John, we the problem with Dallas, John, stop for a minute. The problem with Dallas is they're contractually bound, not obligated. I mean, I'll use you, but they're contractually bound to Prescott. There's not really much they can do. It's not like they're going to be able to move him. And, you know, they traded for Trey Lance this year, right? And Trey Lance is not to me ready to play, but, 
You're not going to take a quarterback like Prescott making forty million a year and not play him, and no one's going to trade for him. You know. I hear you, Grant Cooper. Cooper Rush might be our best quarterback. And I just I thought he was your best quarterback last year. I thought when Dak Prescott was hurt, Cooper Rush was the best quarterback that the Cowboys had last year. And I said that, and I still believe that. Man, we're almost having the same quarterback uh, conversation we did about quarterbacks as we did a year ago, just in slightly different situations. And man, nothing's really changed for my team anyways. But hey, we haven't really talked about college football. And man, congrats to Michigan. And I thought that was a really good close game. And, you know, there was that interception that happened late that turned it around. I was glad to see it, but I haven't really heard your take on that. I thought it was great to see, though. Well, it's good for the Big Ten uh, because they have been so overshadowed uh, over the last several years by the SEC. So I think it's important for them, you know, with the SEC and Georgia and Alabama basically dominating the landscape of college football. You know, it was a huge win for the conference. Let's, you know, for Michigan, yes, but really big win for the conference. It was. Hey, do you think Harbaugh is going to come and is going to leave Michigan? Because all along, I, do, I thought yes. he was going to stay. I thought he was going to stay, but now the more I look at it, I think he might be might be coming out. Well, if he's going to stay, what if he's going to stay? Why is he interviewing for NFL jobs? Yeah, that's another thing too. But I'm not sure the Chargers' job is the one he's going to want to take, but. We shall see, man. But, why not? You know, I would take the Chargers. Why not? Why wouldn't you take the Chargers job? They got a really good quarterback. They got a good nucleus. Um, the one thing I don't like about the Weather's Chargers right, job right. is you don't have you don't have any home games. Every game is on the road, you know, because you don't you don't have any fans that go to your games. All the fans at your home games are rooting for the other team. That that's that's somewhat of a problem. That I would agree with that, and that would, that's one thing I think about too. But he's a guy that he's going to bring in fans, though, when he comes. And, hey, it's just like anything else. There are no Chargers fans now. Hey, if they win 12 games next year and make the playoffs, that place is – there's going to be – it's not going to be full of Chargers fans. But there's going to be some coming out of that. We'll see. Uh, you know, that remains to be seen, John. Maybe, maybe not. That remains to be yep. seen. We may very well be having the same conversation a year from now, too. You never know, Grant. John, always good hearing from you. Um, wait till next year. And then yeah. next year at this time, I'll be going, John, wait till next <laughs> year. And then after Prescott throws a couple more interceptions and the Cowboys lose, I go, well, John, there's always next year. And then I'll go, well, John, there's always next year. Well, John, and there's gonna, always next year. Grant, I'm going to say the same to you, though, because, you know, you'll be paying, you'll be paying your guy and I'll be paying my guy. But this is why we play him, Grant. Sometimes – it's got to yep. change for both of us sometime, buddy. All right, bud. You have a good day, okay? Go Kings tonight. Let's light the beam. This is going to be tough, but let's do it. Thanks, Grant. All right, take care. Bye-bye. All right, uh, good stuff from John. If you want to get in on the program, you can uh, do so as uh, the Kings do play the Suns. Uh, Ryan is going solo tonight. I am not able to join him uh, for the shows, but he'll have Jerry Reynolds on at halftime, and he will have a post-game show that is coming up. Pre-game show, of course, 30 minutes before uh, the contest. So uh, don't forget, you got the Kings uh, and the Suns tonight. I- I'll say this, and I said it the other day, and I'm going to say it again. This game tonight dictates whether this is a good road trip or a bad road trip. All right? If you lose tonight, this is a bad road trip. You beat Detroit, you beat Charlotte. Big deal. All right? You lost. You got blown out in Philadelphia. You gave away the game in Milwaukee. And if you lose this game... That is a bad road trip, okay? And then all of a sudden, it's kind of like, uh-oh, 
when you look at the schedule coming up. So just, you know, keep it. Do not underestimate how important this game is tonight in terms of summarizing this road trip. This is a very big game against a Suns team that's seemingly starting to turn it around. All right. And they're moving up in the standings. And if you if you lose tonight, then the Phoenix Suns are only a game behind you. Okay? Big game. Big game. All right, let's get to uh, Left Terrace right here on Listen Up. Hey, Left Terrace, how are you today? Hi, Gar. Can Left you hear Terrace. me? Yes, go right ahead. Hi. Um, so I don't know if you heard that, that the weather on Saturday when the Niners play, it'll be raining, thunderstorms, and everything. Who do you think, which team do you think would benefit better from this weather? Um, that's a great question because the field there is the, the, the would be the biggest issue that I would see. Um, I, I think that, the, first of all, the rain doesn't really affect the game as Quite much as it used to with the way they take care of the footballs. But it would be um, windy, though. Yeah, it could be windy. That That's a great question. I personally think the 49ers defense is built to play in all types of weather because of their front seven and, and their, their linebackers in particular. Um, I think they're going to be able to stop, or let me, let me rephrase this. I think they're going to be able to contain the Packers run game enough where they, they'll win the game. I, I, it's a very good question, Lefteris. I did not look at the weather forecast yet, so I'm glad you did. I still like the Niners, uh, even in clement weather, you know, because I think they got, they, they got, they have a dynamic tight end in Kittle, short passing game. You have McCaffrey, who is going to be very good in that weather. The one thing you can't forecast is, okay, what happens when it rains? Well, generally speaking, you know, there are more fumbles. Uh, look at the Giants. When the Giants beat the 49ers, you know, in that huge playoff game in San Francisco, you know, in what was that? More than 10 years ago. You know, the yeah, 49ers lost the ball, Kyle Williams, on two punts. You know what I mean? I mean, so, you know, you you yeah. you have to uh, you have to factor in all of that. But it's a good question. But I'm still going to go with San Francisco. Yeah, it's not a fumble. It's also an injury. It's because people can go hurt much easier on not, a slippery. Yeah. I, you know what? I, uh, yeah, I'm not worried about that, to be honest with you. I'm not. I, I'm not yeah. worried about that. I'm, I'd be more worried about, gee, will a fluke yeah. turnover, you know, change the complexion of the game? Yeah. Um, yeah. Look at the weather because I'll be there. So <laughs> I don't have to wear my yeah. my red poncho or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You'll have to uh, you'll have to deal with it. No question about it. Yeah. But yeah. It, it you could know, be worse. It could be worse. I'd rather be sitting in the rain in uh, Santa Clara than in the ten below zero that I watched in Kansas City the other night. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I, just also before I go, I want just want to bring up a point that. Time flies. It's like yesterday you were complaining that, uh, uh, you know, football is almost over and how we're going to deal with that and blah, blah. And now here we are again at the, almost the end yep. of the season. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's, it flies. Yep, no question. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much, Aaron. Hey, thank you. You take care. Bye-bye. I didn't even look at the weather. Good job by Left Terrace there. You know, he's on it. As, uh, that's the forecast for uh, Saturday. All right, if you want to get in on the show, Raise your hand, and we will do it. Don't forget Ryan and Sacktown with the pregame show uh, coming up 
at uh, 5.30, I believe is what the uh, start time is on that one. Kings and the Suns. Again, big game. I'm just telling you, this is a big game tonight. This is a big game. It's an important game. And I got to believe the Kings are going to play uh, a good game. They, they seemingly have, you know, as of late, they play very well. They play very well against the Phoenix Suns. But, you know, based on the re report, this is the first time you're going to see the Suns at full strength. And, and I got to tell you, this is a huge game for Phoenix, too. So it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game. So we'll have all the coverage pregame, halftime with Jerry Reynolds, uh, and postgame show over on my YouTube channel uh, if you don't like that. Don't forget to check out my podcast today, part one of a part two series on NBA public address announcers and some that have stuck out in my mind over the years, going back to the uh, late 60s and the early 70s with a guy that I grew up uh, in New York, John Condon, uh, the voice of Madison Square Garden, uh, and others that begins today and continues on Friday, all right, part one and part two. If you want to get in on the program before we wrap it up, do so. If not, uh, I will uh, say so long. Get ready for my evening here as we roll through this busy week with the NFL playoffs coming up now that we know who is out and who is in after wild card weekend. I think most people would agree. Of all the teams remaining, if Tampa ends up playing in the NFC championship game, with Baker Mayfield, that will be one of the most amazing stories in the NFL, right? I mean, the Bucs in a bad division, bad division, get into the playoffs. They get Philadelphia, who's lost, and manhandle them. If Tampa were to go in and beat the Lions, that would surprise me. Big time. Big time surprise me. But that would be a hell of a story, wouldn't it? That would be one hell of a story if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers end up in the NFC Championship game. I don't see it. I do not see it. I, I like the Lions in this game. And, you know, as long as the moment is not too big for them. And it shouldn't. I mean, Jared Goff, the quarterback, has played in the Super Bowl before. So, you know, I, I know he's ready for the moment. And he was outstanding against the Rams. He was outstanding against the Rams. So, uh, all right, we'll wrap it up. Don't forget, coming up on the show tomorrow, we're going to have Sean Salisbury at three and Jerry Reynolds at four over on my YouTube channel, if you don't like that. So that's tomorrow, and uh, three o'clock and four o'clock with my shows over on YouTube. You take care. Make it a good rest of your Tuesday. Don't forget Kings and Sons coming up for you tonight. So long, everybody.